0: The following podcast is a Jill Divine Media production. Evoke Creative is a proud sponsor of Two Kids and a Career. They help small business owners like me brand with purpose and market with intent. The ladies at Evoke Creative will help make your digital presence known. Learn more at evokecco.com. That's evokecco.com.
1: We just take on heavier and heavier loads till pretty soon we can't even stand up. Oh. Um, and that's a disservice to yourself. You're not being true to yourself. It's a disservice to everybody in your family and in your world. You know, saying no is okay. There shouldn't be guilt about that. It's very freeing. And I wish I had known this in my late 20s and, you know, or actually sooner, right, Um, through my 30s and 40s. But, you know, there's, it's okay to say no.
0: Two Kids in a Career is brought to you by Blondin Real Estate. They're a family-owned boutique-style brokerage with over 40 years of experience serving the counties that surround St. Louis. See the properties they have to offer at BlondinRealEstate.com. That's BlondinRealEstate.com. Hi there, and welcome to Two Kids in a Career. I'm Jill Devine. As an entrepreneur, wife, and mama, the daily grind of trying to build a business while taking care of kids and trying to maintain a healthy connection with my hubby, it's a lot. With this podcast, you're going to hear candid conversations with other moms, parenting experts who can share their knowledge and insight, or you'll just hear me rambling to get it all out. There's going to be tears, there's going to be laughter, but most importantly, there will be support. Take a listen and connect with me so we can grow and learn from one another. This is Two Kids and a Career. It is episode 113 of Two Kids and a Career. And this week's guest, I basically said, hey, if you are a friend of the Messy Mommies, you are a friend of mine. Let me back this up a little bit if you aren't familiar with the Messy Mommies. So if you take a listen to episode 58, of the podcast. It's called Being a Messy Mommy Brings Togetherness. It features Meg and Holly, also known as the Messy Mommies. And this episode explains how I know these ladies. They live in the Chicago area. And oh my, they are true champion supporters. I mean, it is unbelievable their heart and what they do for others. And it really briefly, I'll tell you, they they just started following me because of this show, Cat and Nat, um, this, the comedic duo. And it just kind of morphed into this seriously beautiful thing where they just started supporting me and following me and retweeting and sharing my podcast. And at one point I'm like, uh... Who are like what, what do they want from me? Because, you know, you kind of are in this stage uh, still like, what are, why are you supporting me? And I think that we are taking a turn and now we are all seeing that we truly just want to lift one another up. So this week's guest is a friend of the Messy Mommies, Chrissy Flynn. How are you?
1: I am great. And I couldn't agree more that, you know, as women, we are about lifting each other up. Um, and so when I saw the Messy Mommies and my friends, Meg and Holly, um, and kind of linked me to you,
0: and I was like, I, I love Jill. So here we are. So thank <laughs> you for having me. And we've never even met. And that's what's so beautiful about it. Uh before I ask you how you get you know Meg and Holly, right now the launch date of this episode is July sixth and it's your wedding anniversary. How crazy is that? Happy anniversary.
1: Thank you. It is um 30, thirty thirty-one years, thirty-two years. I have to do the math. That's
0: embarrassing. It's so long. <laughs> no, I <can't>. it's not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but I married my uh married my college I I I married my college sweetheart. So um yeah.
0: All right. Well, we will get into the family dynamics in just a minute, but let's go back to Meg and Holly. How do you know these ladies?
1: Well, I had the the pleasure and the honor of meeting Meg when we served together um, in Tridelta on a national board um, over a decade ago, um, before she got married, before she had her beautiful twins, and that's how I knew Meg. I had not met Meg before that, and then um, we have through the beauty of social media, we have stayed connected. And then I followed her and, you know, met Holly virtually through um, Messy Mommies and um, basically, you know, appeared on a Facebook live event for them because I love what they're doing with that as mm. well. And so, you know, that's, that's my background And it. I'm, I'm a very curious person. So I love meeting new people. And so I just, I just adore them from afar.
0: <laughs> yeah, same. Like, I can't wait to actually meet them in person one day. It's going to be fabulous. Uh, yeah, they are yes, such <laughs> wonderful women. And I will make sure that I have all their info in the show notes as well at jildivine.com so that you can follow them. And I'm thankful that just knowing them has led me to you. I want to read uh, the first paragraph of an email that you sent me. You said, I'm a 53-year-old mom, wife, caregiver, aunt, friend, and life coach. My kids are now 25 and 23, and I remember the days of kids at home and trying to make it all work. I am passionate about helping women live a life that has balance, joy, and purpose. It can be tough to make this happen in the midst of all, and your opening lines of your podcast just hit home for me. And so one of the things that you emailed me about, which really kind of said, yes, in my head, like, I need to talk to this woman, is how to say no. And I don't think that I have had one person on to completely cover that topic. Now, anyone that has been listening to this podcast for a while, they know that I like to offer variety. And I've said this quite a few times that um, there are a million podcasts out there. There are a million fitness experts out there. There are a million nutrition coaches out there. There are a million coaches like you out there. But if I were to Mm -hmm. limit my space to just one in each of those categories, I'm doing you a disservice. I'm doing the listener a disservice because Sometimes it takes a special person that you resonate and you connect with. And I love inviting different women of the same career path on. It's no secret that I've had several coaches on this podcast, but each one of these ladies offers something different. So that is why I have you on today. I would really love to know how you are putting this into place, how to help someone like me say no, and just really be empowered. So do you want to start from, you know, the beginning, like what you did before being a coach to lead you to where you are now, and then we can start getting into how to say no?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, I graduated from the university of Washington and had a, um, you know, Bachelor of Arts, went into the quote-unquote communications field, and eventually that led me into producing large-scale corporate events. I was an independent event producer and would team up with other independent um, event producers, and we would um, produce these large-scale corporate events, Microsoft events, um, for five and 10,000 people. And at that time, um, when I first started on that doing that, that was several years after graduation, I had uh, a newborn, uh, my first my first child, my, our son. Um, and it was I was working from home. it was good work, really good work. Um, but I felt torn, you know, trying to balance motherhood with working. When I'd be gone, I would be gone either on a quick overnight trip or I'd be gone for two weeks at a time executing a mm. show. Uh, My husband Mm -hmm. was an amazing support dad. We had a good support system, but I had a hard time handling it. Um, It just was complicated all the way around for me in terms of guilt, trying to juggle everything that I wanted to do or what I thought I needed to do correctly, right? Um, Then two and a half later, after our first child was born, we had our daughter um, and I continued to work and it became really tough. Um, I wasn't good at it. I wasn't good at juggling it. Um, and I was I was suffering, and I think my suffering was impacting my family. And so my husband and I made the joint decision that it would be best for me to be a stay-at-home mom. Uh, and that was a role that I really looked forward to. Um, and so I did that. And we all know that raising kids is, is hard. Um, and mm. I wasn't even... I wasn't even working full time and I still felt pulled and I did do a lot of volunteer work that morphed into bigger and bigger things. And that was part of, I don't know if I want to say the problem, but it certainly led to being overloaded again. I wasn't saying no. Right. And, and so I found myself almost back in the same circumstance um, of being a little bit overwhelmed and trying to juggle things and, and I had to say yes to all these things, um, and a lot of times it didn't serve me well, and it didn't serve my family very well, and I wasn't good to anybody else, right? And mm-hmm. so, I can remember different stages of motherhood. You know, now that my kids are older and out of the house, I can look back, right? I have that that hindsight, and I've gained win- wisdom, and I just remember those moments in time, and I think. And I, I don't have regrets. I don't that's not it at all. It is more I wish I'd known that I could say no and that would be okay and not have guilt about it and that it would have been better for everybody. And so you know, that's where this my whole kind of phrase popped in my mind that no isn't a dirty word. And and by learning to say no, you can actually open up more and better yeses in your life Um, and it's a shift of mindset that you have to undertake Uh, and i kind of have a analysis that i've always gone through once i realized what was going on but it's basically i want to you know teach and especially women right we're like we're the sherpas of our household where we just put everything on our back and everyone on our back and then if you balance you know a career in there Um, we just take on heavier and heavier loads till pretty soon we can't even stand up. Mm. Um, And that's a disservice to yourself. You're not being true to yourself. It's a disservice to everybody in your family and in your world. And so I want to empower women to know that you don't have to do that. You know, saying no is okay. There shouldn't be guilt about that. It's very freeing. And I wish I had known this in my late 20s and, you know, or actually sooner, right, Um, through my 30s and 40s. But, you know, there's it's okay to say no. It's just fine.
0: Before we continue this week's conversation, I'd like to talk to you about one of the sponsors of the podcast, Evoke Creative. The ladies behind Evoke Creative are really the reason why I have a digital space. They created my website, JillDevine.com. They created the cover art for this podcast. They created my logo. They really have helped with strategy and thinking about how I can reach an audience with this platform. And it's always changing, too. And as a matter of fact, when you go to Evoke Creative and you mention me, they're going to take that seriously and they're going to know that you're serious about whatever it is that you want to do because you're committed. And I know that some people would love to have a podcast and they're not sure where to start, which I will help you with that. But you need cover art. And that is one of the things that they can do for you. So it doesn't matter if it's one thing that you need, two things, ten things. They are here for you. Evoke Creative. You can find them online, evokecco.com and tell them I sent you. Let's get back to this week's conversation. There is this everybody knows that mom guilt is a real thing. And I don't think you can ever get rid of Mm -hmm. mom guilt. Like if somebody told me, all right, we're going to go to this retreat and you're never going to have mom guilt. I'd be like, well, you're just basically taking my money. I mean, this is just my personal opinion. (laughs) I just think that mom guilt is always there. It is how you deal with it. Like here's an example too. And and this isn't going with the no, but just the mom guilt is not too long yeah. ago, I have this community group that I was a part of at my church. And we were ending and we decided to have uh, a slumber party. Uh, all of us women just being together, like no worries, nothing, uh, just mm. having fun. And the night before, and I do this all the time. The night before I'm quiet and I'm irritable and I'm sad and I'm frustrated. And, you know, I tell my husband, I said, I want to go so badly, but I also don't want to leave my kids. And he's like, well, and and they were going to stay the night at my sister's house. And he goes, well, do you, would you rather them stay home with me? And I, Long story short, it wouldn't be possible because he had to work. But anyway, and I said, no, I mean, they are just as excited about this as I'm excited about my slumber party. But the difference is I don't want to leave them. But yet I know I need to leave them. I know that I need to go do this for myself. And uh, that that just popped to mind when you were talking about mom guilt. Because, I mean... I I don't buy into that you're not going to have it. So it's just kind of one of those things, like how you think about that and how you also make sure that you're looking at that and that's not always causing you to say yes or say no. I'm just kind of a cobweb of a mess of thoughts right now, but that's what I'm thinking of. (laughs) Well, and I, I understand that. I mean, every
1: time I had to get on a plane, and know that I was gonna be gone for my little kids was like, it was gut-wrenching. Um, and I felt guilty. I had to balance that with, um, I was, I loved what I did, right? And it was, it, I mean, I loved putting on this big events, months of work to get to two weeks where, you know, you were putting this together and seeing the finale of it. Uh, but, I, but then I was leaving them uh, and, and, but then on the other side, I was providing for my family as well. And so it's this balance and for you in your situation, it's like, well, you realized that it was one night and you needed this and your girls were really excited for their adventure. And so you have to come to a space within yourself where you're like, that's, that's okay. That's mm-hmm. okay. They're going to have this great memory of fun. I'm going to have this great memory of fun. And yeah, I feel guilty. I think acknowledging that, like acknowledging how you feel is really important, but saying, well, you know what? I think everybody's going to have fun and this is going to be good. So let me ask you a question after the slumber party, you know, both sets of slumber parties. How did everybody (laughs) feel?
0: Was that, did you have fun? Well, yeah, we were all so tired that at the next day, (laughs) by the end of the evening, all of us are crying and my husband is like, oh my gosh, you girls, uh, no more. <laughs> you, I'm going to take one and you take the other and we're going to all go to sleep at like 6 PM, <laughs> but it was well worth yeah, it. Perfect. So, <laughs> uh,
1: yes. But I, uh, yeah, I totally agree. If someone sold you a, a workshop or you know, a pill that says this would take mom guilt away. Don't buy it because it's <laughs> right. mom. As moms, yeah. we're always gonna, we're always gonna have it. It's just built in.
0: All right. So I want to ask about the time that you made the decision to be a stay-at-home mom, but then you said you started mm-hmm. volunteering, and then it ended up being mm-hmm. almost like what it was like when you were working what was right. happening? What were you doing? Like w- walk through that time with me. So,
1: um, basically my kids were toddlers heading towards preschool at that point. And I became really involved in, uh, my chapter at the university of Washington, my sorority chapter tri-delta. And I was on a board that managed, um, the house where all the collegiate women live. And, the University of Washington Greek system here in Seattle um, is, is very large. Um, and so this house, um, it's like 25,000 square feet. It houses up to 80 women. It's a huge property. And so I was on the board that managed that. Um, and it was a lot of work. Um, and then it became clear we needed a capital campaign to fund a remodel. and then I managed the remodel. It was like my own version of this old house is what I was mm. doing. Um, and it was it was like a part-time plus job um, managing all of that. It was very um, it was a lot of anxiety for me, um, all volunteer. I had a great support team around me in terms of other volunteers, but it was really stressful and you know all of a sudden, there were times I think I remember when I had the kids in the car for Thanksgiving, and uh, my husband was taking another car to our Thanksgiving gathering um at my aunt's house, and it had been raining really hard, and there's the back door drain at the Tridelta house that always floods when it rains hard. So I have my kids in the car on Thanksgiving day and I put gloves in the car and boots and we pull into the Tridelta house on Thanksgiving day. No one's there. It's closed for the Thanksgiving holiday. And my kids, one of them literally screams in the background, why are we here? Oh no. Because right? mm-hmm. I dragged them down there. I'm like, mommy's just got to clear the drain. So there I am dressed up, you know got my boots on, my gloves clearing the drain. And I got back in the car my kids are like, are we leaving now? Like, we're not supposed to be here. And I'm like, yeah, I think you're right. Like, you know, I mean, it's just those, one of those clarifying moments out of the mouth of babes. And so you just get caught up in it. Right. And I didn't, I wasn't self-aware enough. I didn't have the background enough to know that, um, I should have put a pause in that. Right. I should have ask for more help, you know, all sorts of things. So that's what was happening. I had thrown myself right back in to being busy um, to, you know, I was, I was taking care of my kids, but I wanted something else. And I and I was struggling with that. Um, and so that's that's where that was at that point.
0: I want to take a minute and hit pause on this conversation to talk to you about one of the sponsors of the podcast, Blonde in Real Estate. When you hear real estate, you probably just automatically think buy and sell, which is right. But there are a couple of other features that and Real Estate offers that I'm not sure if other agencies do this. And this is why I love Blondin Real Estate. So if you go to BlondinRealEstate.com, you have the opportunity to buy or sell a property before it even hits the market. And that is honestly how a lot of people are getting the home of their dreams or the land of their dreams. It's because they have signed up for this weekly email, and it's super easy. You just put in your name and your email at BlondinRealEstate.com, and then you will get that weekly email, and you will be in the know before everybody else. Now, the other thing that I wanted to point out about Blondin Real Estate that I just think is so cool, they have weekly blogs that provide the latest news, useful tips, expert advice, all that good stuff when it comes to real estate like the pros and cons of a home warranty or the seven red flags that indicate a bad real estate investment. It's really all about this connection that they have. They want to help you. They want to show you that they are here with you. BlondinRealEstate.com. Now let's get back to this week's conversation. Okay, Christy, so I am a little confused, not with you, but with myself. Uh, But thinking about, and again, you said you don't have regrets. But I feel like I can't be a stay-at-home mom. I feel like Mm -hmm. when I was forced to do that because I lost my job, I was not my best self. Now, maybe part of that was because I had not been able to heal and figure out my own insecurities, my own demons, my own identity. But... I don't want to have regrets. I always say that. I don't want to have any regrets. I guess what I'm trying to ask is, if you look back at that time when you were, you made the choice to be a stay-at-home mom and then you felt like something was missing and you started taking on all this volunteer work, what would you have done differently though? I mean, how could you be with those kiddos and just be, in it. Like, I I guess I'm asking you, I don't know how, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. So I, I totally understand
1: that. And you, you put your finger on, on it and I, and so we're on the same page for sure. Okay. I, I couldn't just, I wasn't, you know, I also have a theory that as, as moms, moms have different like sweet spots in their motherhood. And I was not, the preschool mom or, or even so much the toddler mom. I struggled in that, in that age range. Some people love that. That's their jam, not me. I really struggled with that. And I, so I just couldn't be home all the time. I needed something to use my brain. I wanted to interact with adults. Um, I have a feeling that's what you're wanting as well. Right. I mean, and Mm -hmm. I wanted to contribute in some way in the larger world. Right. And, and this was my way to do it. Um, and I love the connections of the other women I met. Um, the sense of giving back was important to me. There was project management, which I'm good at. All those things came into play. So when I look back and one of the things in my coaching, which I think what I bring is now that I've had that experience, I can go up to, you know, like I always say the 30,000 foot level and look down on my situation and say, I should have set boundaries. I wish I had asked for more help. From my volunteer team so so much of the load wasn't on me um i wish i wouldn't take i had taken some of the things so personally that led to a lot of anxiety uh and that i had carved out more time so when you know i did volunteer work when i would sit down for the day to work on something i plotted a certain amount of time and then when i was done i was done because I felt like it just seeped into everything I did, at, at, you know, throughout the day. And I wish I had been more regimented in my calendar, so to speak, and how I kind of regulated my work. So it didn't just pollute everything in my day. And you know, that was before smartphones. I mean, this was in the early 2000s, right? A smart, you know, I didn't have a Blackberry. Um, so I wasn't getting texts all the time. There wasn't, you know, the messaging apps and all of that. That wasn't happening at all. It was a lot of You know phone calls or emails things like that and i wish i had just been more regimented in that i didn't you know i'd set a time and say you know i'm available this time after that no you know like i'm done um both to myself and maybe some people who needed to contact me um and so you know that goes back to saying no like no i'm not always available right um and that's good for me. That's good for my family. That's that's good for my work, you know, for the volunteer work I was doing. I probably would do better quality work if I was more intentional and and provided the focus for that.
0: Not that I wanted to hear you say a certain thing, but I am actually happy that you mentioned basically you wish that you still did the volunteer work, that it wasn't a oh my gosh, I should have just been completely home present with my kids all the time that I didn't, I just didn't want, gosh, (laughs) Christy, I am having such a hard time trying to say stuff because I just don't want to offend anyone. So, okay.
1: No, I I think that part of this too, Jill, is that we you got to do you, right? We have to bring to the world what we bring to the world. And I look I still marvel at um mom and dads that will can be so in touch with um their kids that they ha- are just joy you know filled with joy and yes. get up every day and can provide the stimulation and the entertainment um and the nurturing that you know especially you know we're talking you know about young kids right now, yes um that, that these kids need. I wasn't that, I wasn't that mom. And my husband is a amazing dad, but he was at work, right? He was out, out of the home at, at the office. And, and so, you know, it, I, I just wasn't that person. And in fact, had I done that, I, probably, and I joke with my kids, it's, it's so fun having adult children because even through the pandemic, um, you know, one of my youngest, my daughter was actually still in college during the pandemic and it was tough, but I joke with them. I'm like, thank God you're like not in high school or grade school, for goodness sakes. I don't know what I would have done with you people in my house. Oh, all uh-huh. I mean. uh-huh. And they laughed because they know me as a mom, right? Um, they knew I, I wasn't the homeschool person. I wasn't any of that. And I think it's really freeing to recognize yourself as a woman, as a mother to say, I'm good at this and I knock it out of the park, but I'm not good at that, right? And um, and just to to sit with that and not feel guilty. And that's what I wrestled with um, for a long time. And I think that's why I sought all that volunteer work, you know, to make me feel good, to have some balance, but it didn't provide balance because I went overboard. Um, and so that's that's tough, right?
0: Yeah, I needed to hear that. And I am very, very thankful that you said that. And the whole thing, too, is you didn't love your kids any less. That's not it. Like No. I mean, the love that I have for my children is just, sometimes it scares me. But that, oh, we have to say this stuff more. We have to talk about this. And I'm... Mm -hmm glad you mentioned the preschool toddler thing, because I said that I'm trying to think of who I said that to not too long ago. I said, I wonder if I'm just not the best preschool toddler kind of mom. Like, I wonder if I will be a better mom when they're in middle school, which I hear is terrifying anyway. (laughs) But I'm like, (laughs) I just wonder if I would be more fulfilled. I don't know. I won't know until we get there, but that's the thing. Like I yeah, I I do not find joy sitting down trying to teach numbers and coloring and oh all of that. No. I just don't. I don't. No.
1: And you know, that's I I had um my son our, who's our oldest. Um he was a particularly challenging preschooler. Like crazy pants the sweetest (laughs) the sweetest young man but just crazy pants all over the place and i grew up with two younger sisters i had never had a boy in the house and i was just like oh my goodness what (laughs) is happening like i felt so out of my league and um and then we have our daughter and she I mean, the example is my son and his exerciser would literally get in that thing and bounce across the kitchen floor, like move it across the kitchen floor. <laughs> my daughter would get an exer and just spin like you're supposed to and just play delicately with everything and could entertain herself and was self-directed. Whereas my son had to have attention all the time to be directed into Legos or what, you know, whatever it was. And I, I couldn't deal right? And so I had these contrasting kids, each beautiful and unique in their own way, but I was, it was really hard. And my kids needed school. My kids needed, you know, preschool, they needed, um, you know, school. uh, And it was great for them. It provided them the interaction and the stimulation that I couldn't provide, but I was there for them in, you know, every other way um, mm-hmm. supporting them. And that's where I was really great in supporting my kids throughout, you know, throughout their whole, I mean, of course, from the time they were born, but you know, when we're talking about school, I was there for all of that. That's where I, I shone really great is, you know, all of the support around kids in school.
0: I'd like to take the time to highlight Evoke Creative one more time. The ladies behind Evoke Creative are here to help you. They are super big champions of small businesses and whether you need merchandise for your business or you need a new logo or you need some help with the color palettes that you want for your logo and you just need some expert advice evoke creative they're here for you they really do just (laughs) stay by your side and help you every step of the way and i just think that that is super cool And really, there's no price tag you can put on that. So whether you need a logo, cover art for your podcast, a website, a new web design, or some digital marketing strategy, check out Evoke Creative. You can learn more at evokecco.com. That's evokecco.com. All right, let's get back to this week's conversation. That is exactly, yes, I feel like we're like the same. I'm behind Mm -hmm. you with the three and a five-year-old, but... You are giving me a little bit more confidence that I guess because I've said that before on the podcast is so many times you hear people say, You're gonna miss this, you know, just take it from me. It goes by so fast. And it does. It truly yeah. does go by fast. But there are some things I'm not going to miss. And oh, yeah. maybe I you know, never say never. Maybe I will, but I I just I am just grateful for honest communication. Um, oh, yeah. so Christy, I would love to talk a little bit more about your biz before we have to wrap things up. I uh, just, uh, you know, some practical tips maybe, or some stuff that you really think that we should cover before I let you go. And then I give all the details on how people can get a hold of you because saying no is hard. And yeah, All the advice we can get, yes, I will take it. Okay, well, I think you
1: know, everyone can do a little quick exercise where you know you can just write it down. Um, I think there's real power in writing something down, there's something from the brain through the hand to the paper is is important, but you know, think of a past experience where you've said yes and then it really didn't turn out great, you know. and you, you truly regretted saying yes to that. And then think about what if you'd said no to that? Would there have been other better opportunities that would have come along? Would you have felt better? Um, kind of frame that story up for yourself of what, you know, look back and learn from, from the past. Um, and, you know, when you, so when you're, and then going forward, when you're in a position um, where you're being asked to, to do something and you need to really listen to, to your gut, to your knowing and say, I don't know, like, if you get that feeling like this isn't great, you know, sit with it a minute and, and think to yourself, if I said no, what's going to happen? Okay. I may disappoint somebody or I might feel bad for a little bit, but in the scheme of things is is that is that that big a deal? You know, won't I? It may free up time so I can, you know, do X, Y, and Z, or be open to another great thing that might come my way. And you can use this whether it's you know, in your you know personal family life, professionally. I think it's really important to be able to just stop and say, Yeah, is that the best for me? And is that the best for my family? Um, and build your confidence that way, right? If It's still tough to say no. You can always say, you know, not now, maybe come back to me on another project, say a volunteer, right? Like they want you to do something in your church or at school. And you can say, you know, I just can't do that right now, but hit me again in six months and I'll see if I can do that. That's Mm. Postponement—that's not um, unauthentic, and it's not lying. It's the truth. If you really feel you can't do it, um, just postpone. Right, Um, and then you know you can also offer an alternative. So let's say you say, "No, I'm not able to do that," but I know someone who may. You know, and if that's truly the case, that feels better than just saying, "Nope, sorry, I can't help you." (laughs) Right, right. If you're Mm -hmm. able to make a connection. Um, that's really helpful. And that's a win-win for everybody.
0: Does that kind of help with those things like pra- practical tips for you? Yes. Well, because I will say that I am that uh, type two Enneagram who is a people pleaser. <laughs> and so right. it is very hard for me to say no. Um, I will say that having the girls has allowed me to really kind of step back
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: be able to think about the family. Um, I would probably say I might need more help saying no in my professional life. Um, but I also think some of that has to do with how you kind of are brought up in your career. I mean, when you're always told right that there's someone that can do your job better than you for a lower price or you know, a lower salary, uh, or that, you know, we're a company and we can't always take care of you in whatever way, like you have to know your worth too. And so I think that that is yes. probably one thing that as a woman, it's just being able to train yourself. I mean, you, you are your biggest advocate and, yes. I mean, yes. I can't say that you can't feel sorry for yourself because you can. That would be really, really wrong and insensitive for me to say that. But putting the work into finding out how you make these decisions or the reason why you want these decisions, that's been very empowering to me personally.
1: Right. Well, and it comes back to also, Jill, figuring out what you value in life. What are your values?
0: Mm-hmm. And then,
1: um, And then tying it, tying things back to that. So exactly what you said about your self-worth, like I'm worthy of my time is, is valuable. I am, you know, I am smart. I know what I'm doing. I've worked hard. I know my, I know my stuff and, I'm not going to take this professional opportunity because it just doesn't fit right now or it just doesn't serve me the best way possible. And that's not being selfish, that is honest and that's being a smart businesswoman and say, so having a no to that means you've now saved space, energy, time for something way better that's gonna fit. Um, And getting really comfortable with that it's it's you have to do it you just have to do it again and again that builds the confidence to be able to say no listening to your intuition um getting really good at discernment um Mm. and then that's where you know you get it you know like i said you just have to do it and that's where you fit into that good space right um right because yeah being told you know for you being measured on performance, um someone's always behind you, right, you know <laughs> coming up,
0: <laughs> gonna uh-huh. do it
1: better, uh but you can also say, "Well, yeah, I've got a body of work, I'm really good at this, um mm-hmm. and I am worthy um and then so it's really easy to talk to talk, but then you gotta practice walking the walk, right
0: yeah, um, exactly so
1: value going back to values, I coach many of my clients. And connecting with values, that is the starting point. You know, what are your three top values in your life? Um, and sometimes mm. professional and personal values can be different, right?
0: right? And so tying
1: decisions back to that can be a touchstone for so many things for, for us, you know, to post your values somewhere. So when you're struggling and just seeing it written down, you're like, yeah, I value honesty. I value um, joy, you know, all, whatever your you know, values are coming back to that can be a real touchstone so that when you have to say no or you know you need to say no, you can go
0: back to that. I love that. I'm writing that down because I never really kind of have honed in on that as much as I think that I should. Oh, yes. I love that so much. Okay, so Christy, you've got to give me all the information. Tell me how people can get a hold of you anything that you want to get out there because I will have all this information also on the show notes at jilldevine.com.
1: Well, thank you. I, um, there are several ways. Um, I, my website is inspiratacoaching.com and that's I N S P I R A T A coaching.com. Inspirata is kind of a takeoff of a Latin term um, of inspired, but it means breath, right? Um, and so that's how I, I name my business. Um, I'm at Inspirata Coaching on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn, um, do a little bit there, but um, can only do so much, right? In, in any given <laughs> in any given day. Um, and then um, you can contact me directly at Thrive, the word Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E at Inspirata coaching.com. And um, that's an email, right to me, Um, I'd love to get in touch. And for clients, you know, we can do a 30 minute consult call or zoom or FaceTime or whatever to see if we're a good match. But um, yeah, I love working one on one with clients, I love doing group uh, workshops, I love speaking to women's groups. Um, So yeah, I just I'm a curious, I'm a curious woman. And but I also I want to empower women. Um, and I, would love to hear from people.
0: Love that so much. Christy, I am so glad that you sent me an email and you reached out. Sometimes Mm -hmm. that's the hardest step and I am thankful for people like you and I cannot wait to hear how this works out for other women and what they will get from you. Thank you so much, Christy.
1: Oh, Jill, it's been my absolute, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: All right. As we wrap up this week's conversation, a reminder to check out BlondinRealEstate.com, one of the sponsors of the podcast. And I am just continually impressed by Blondin Real Estate and how much they're doing for their community, but how much they're also doing for their clients. Because it is beyond just, I guess, the title of client. There's this connection that's formed. They're in it with you they are helping you get the home of your dreams and they're helping you just navigate all these crazy things when it comes to the real estate game especially right now so i encourage you to learn more about blondin real estate at blondinrealestate.com and also while you're there sign up for that email marketing where you get to learn about properties before they hit the market before they go to the general public you get to know first at blondinrealestate.com speaking of websites i would love if you checked out jilldevine.com that's where you will find all kinds of good stuff you will find my social media handles you will find every single podcast episode that i have released You will find great blogs. You'll just find it all at jilldevine.com. And as always, thank you so much for your support of Two Kids and a Career.